0: We have a podcast to get to. Everybody out there in Music Video Land and welcome to another exciting edition of Music Video Land, the Music Video Land podcast about music videos and other music video related related topics brought to you by your super incredible good friends at IMVDB, the internet music video database, the one and only at imvdb.com. Uh, my name is Adam Fairholm, uh, co-founder of a uh, previously mentioned site, and then with me, as usual, from uh, w- one of the coldest places, f- judging by the amount I hear people complain about it, New York City, United States of America. Doug, how are you? Super good, Adam. It is cold. It snowed on me today. Oh, no. I ho- There was an awning,
1: I hope, to run into quickly. Mm, I mean, I just had to walk all the way from one place to another through snow and it was on and it got on me Uh,
0: well you know we all got to make our uh you know living in new york is tough it's so tough
1: but the the great thing is when the snow gets on the garbage bags
0: it's beautiful oh god i remember I, i remember visiting in one winter in new york just the snow over the garbage bags so many instagram pictures um you can find those at on my my instagram um yeah adam's
1: instagram is very active
0: so for the three people who are left now after hearing our our classic banter, um, I know you guys want to just go have a go on forever, but we have an actual podcast to get to, and I'm really excited about this podcast this ep- podcast episode because we have a director that we wanted to talk to for a while, and uh, he's a really awesome director, Mr. Robo Shobo, also known as full name Robert Shober, um, but he goes by his directing alias, I guess you'd call it Robo Shobo. Uh, which, as far as aliases go, are is a fantastic a- alias, and it you know combines his first name and last name, so it makes sense. It's not like he's totally. going by it's like Mister, very- you know, Mister Super Cool Guy. Um, although, if any of the directors go by that, then then we're not gonna discriminate. But Rob has directed. Um, Some really amazing music videos. Most recently, in 2013, Hollow for Alice in Chains. Um, He has directed two of the music videos for The Killers holiday uh, um, charity Christmas singles um, for Product Red. Um, Most recently, I feel it in my bones.
1: It's safe to to call it a series. I think it's safe. I think you
0: definitely could call it a series, Yes. Um, also, um, "Stray Heart" by Green Day, as well as some fantastic videos for Mastodon, including "Oblivion" and "Sleeping Giant," and uh, "Na Na Na" by My Chemical Romance, uh, which is a, a, a fantastic video from uh, from early 2010. So, we are going to talk about um, those videos as well as a little bit about a. Um, Curl the Burl. What's that? Curl the Burl. Curl the Burl. Curl the pearl. That's right. Hold on. How could we forget? curl the burl i'm uh this is two two demerits over here on this end of the podcast because if you don't if you haven't seen any of these music videos which you you probably have seen a few um before the interview you gotta go see curl the burl um also for mastodon um, well we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about those videos. We're gonna talk about um, some effects, uh, you know, practical versus um, um, visual effects, plus a lot of other uh, other things. It's a really great interview, so stick around for that in the second half second half of this very podcast right here.
1: You also get to find out where where that name came from, why he started using it. It's a great story. Listen to all of that stuff. But you know what else, Adam, you know what something we we also talked about a little bit with Robo Chauvin, and that's his tendency uh, his his uh, slight tendency
0: to incorporate space into some of his music videos. Yeah, if you go through his Canon, uh, this is something that I I kind of immediately you know, noticed it's very noticeable when you're looking at uh, you know his videos all in a row. Um, look at uh, Hollow by Alison Chains, which definitely reminds me of one of my favorite movies, Sunshine. Uh, if you haven't seen that movie, I, I highly recommend it. Um, also, Oblivion by Mastodon. Uh, a few of the others, these these take in the concept of of space and do something do something with it. Yeah, not all of his music videos take no, space. No, they not, are not about at space, all.
1: But there, it definitely is a theme that he he definitely explores. No pun intended, because you get exploring and space. <laughs> um, right. Anyway, I think before we get into this interview in the first half of the show, we should talk a little bit about
0: space music videos. That's a great idea. Because how about that? Right. <laughs> That's almost, yeah, I think that's a great idea because, you know, space is, I mean, well, Doug, we grew up in Florida, uh, home of Cape Canaveral, home mm-hmm. of uh, NASA. So I grew up in, you know, uh, really being fascinated with space, being fascinated by space travel. I watched all the space movies, you know, 2001, uh, you know, the sci-fi ones, like 2001 and like Total Recall, as well mm-hmm. as, you know, like the right stuff and all those kinds of sure. movies. There are. There is a lady with three boobs in Total Recall. Do you remember? I do remember that. Yes. There was also a lady with three boobs in uh, Come on, let me ride your bicycle. <laughs> That's, That's true. That's <laughs> true. That's the first thing I saw. Thought of when I saw that in there. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's kind of a. It's kind of a. A theme that you you know in any visual media and in really any art. You know, think of like literature. Um, I don't know poetry. Why not? Uh. But so we're we're gonna you know there has to be a, a theme that theme you know occurring in music videos somewhere so so where is it if i think if you think of it off the top of your head uh, it's kind of hard to pull down like oh what are the music videos i've seen that incorporates that incorporates space
1: well Um, i think i think it's at the very top of this conversation it's important to get into this and that is just recently like within a week or two ago um there were a little bit of rumors going around that jay-z and beyonce are planning on Shooting a music video in space. Hmm.
0: Is that, um, uh, do you believe that? Well, NME, uh, and we'll put the link in the show notes here, is is reporting this. And NME, apparently, we have like two other articles where like an artist is like, I want to do it. And it always, it follows a pattern. Artist wants to do a music video in space and they're trying to get Richard Branson to do it. Yeah, a media call like, oh, you want to do a music video? Call Richard Branson. That's your music video
1: space guy. And that's because he's got uh, a... a, a, a Virgin Airlines or something has uh, has rocket ships or spaceships or something. I don't, I, I don't. Well, there's
0: Virgin Galactic, which is not launched yet. Um, uh. But anyway, but you know, there are, there's never been a music video filmed in space, at least to, to my knowledge. So this was this was just kind of hearsay. It says this is from the January twelfth. And the uh, source says the label people have been talking about making a music video in space. Beyonce and Jay Z seem the obvious option. <laughs> Obviously, because yeah.
1: of all of their because of all of their space
0: references and their music. Right. I I look at them and, and I see like two total space geeks. Yeah, um, seriously. I spend
1: all their time just stargazing. And, <laughs> and the quote
0: ends. Everything everything is being done to make it happen. So everything possible. So I don't. I, I have no. I, I do not take any stock in this story at all. But. Um. It's funny that it, it, it's
1: funny that it pops up, and I think it's, I think personally to me it seems like the least
0: likely thing to ever happen in the world of music videos. Um, And the, and the source for it appears to be the sun in the UK, which is like the National Enquirer uh, in a way over here, so. But it's, you know, it's, there, there, that is one barrier that has not been crossed, but one barrier that has been crossed several times is the idea of like, of faking it in space. And. It's worth noting that the highest budget music video of all time, and, and of course I'm forgetting the number here, but um, uh, $7 million, $7 I think million dollars, directed by Mark Romanek, at, uh, Scream by Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson. And this, this is early early
1: 90s, $7 million, right? Is that not, that was $7 million at a time, I believe.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. They have not, uh, what do you call it, prorating it? They have not prorated it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, no, they have not converted it for inflation or anything like that. That is just a. It's never gets. that gets floated around a lot, but that does take place in space. Remember, they're playing ping pong in space and stuff.
1: Yeah, and I think I think a lot of that budget went into making the sets that look like outer
0: space and that kind of thing. Right. I, I hope that's where it went into. I think in a, in a music video, I, I I hope the Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson are not getting perform like fees for performing in their own music video. No, um, no, but I think that there's a lot of, um,
1: you know, choreography and makeup and 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 some visual effects and stuff too. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, definitely, especially for the you know the time it came out in the in the nineties. But um, you know, and then you know, recently we have videos like um, I think. Uh, Well, I will just say that that video is fine. I mean, it's famous for being a Mark Robenech video and being expensive, right? But, And I think space plays a pretty big role in that, right? I mean, if they were just, like, hanging around in, like, Arby's or something like that, it wouldn't be (laughs) as... Be It'd be great for Arby's, but it's like they
1: they constructed the largest Arby's ever. It cost $70, like Smashing
0: $1. guitars at Arby's—that I would pay to see that. Um, <laughs> but then we have even you know uh, more recent. I think Doug, you brought up a good example, and in, in the show notes here, and that is uh, e, a, a a song that was kind of space alien themed, and the music video to go along with it, and that's "Et" by Katy Perry and Kanye West, directed by um, Floria. Uh, S- mm. Sigis Sigismundi. I think it's Sigismondi Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> it's not like we have a podcast where we talk into a microphone. We're expected no. to know. Um, but this one is was interesting because I, I don't know. I, I I always I love the Teenage Dream album. I think it's a fantastic kind of almost classic album in a way. But I think this song is just such a a miss. And the music video is so serious. If you've seen them, it's just, it's just so like, there's not one like shred of humor. It's a beautifully shot music video uh, shot by Jonathan Sella. Um, But it it is just, it takes itself so seriously. But there's like an alien in it and Katy Perry has all this makeup and stuff like that. It won a bunch of awards. Um, It's
1: got so many makeup.
0: It's got so so many makeup, yes.
1: (laughs) And uh, another one that's pretty recent and this... Video is absolutely wonderful it's It was one of my favorite uh videos from last year and that 's Diplo set it off and the concept of this video is is just a giant stripper pole um starting from earth and just going into outer space and along the stripper pole is just You know, seemingly thousands of strippers, if you're thinking logically, which this music video absolutely does. Uh, So, yeah, tons (laughs) of of strippers all the way up into outer space. Um, This is directed by Ryan Stake. I believe that's how you say his name um, and and shot by Aaron Grasso. And uh, just a wonderful, spectacular, uh, creative stripper
0: filled outer space video that also came last year. See that's a completely different type because I mean the the Katy Perry video we're talking about like actual alien concept design and stuff like that.
1: Oh yeah, sure. This this happens to actually
0: just end up in outer it's space. Just, yeah, this triple cult pole goes up so far that it's in space.
1: Well, some a few that are that do kind of have like an intergalactic kind of feel to them that that come from a little bit further back, but also are really great is like um, uh, Missy Elliott's "Socket to featuring uh, Debrat directed by Hype Williams. And this is back when both Missy Elliott and Hype Williams were making just fantastic music videos and, and this one is is, you know, a shining example of both. Um and uh yeah, it kind of features Missy Elliott kind of in a video game style outer space scene and she's like fighting space monsters and that thing. And, that, and that's a that's that's another one that's really great. Space
0: themed music video. Well I think there's you know there's ninety
1: seven ninety ninety <laughs>
0: It Ninety-seven. It came. This is just surprise information.
1: So, <laughs> Ooh, Ninety-seven. Um, we know that too. It's four minutes long.
0: Another, another good one. Like it, it had a one million shares yesterday. Uh, I, so, and I think there's, there's different kind of sub sub genres of the space, right? I think, and a lot of times, space is taken very seriously, um, like in Scream or like in, um, uh, especially in Katy Perry's E.T song. Uh, but another area that's really fun is when an artist in a music video takes space and, and has some fun with it. And my one of my favorite examples of that is I believe in a thing called Love by the Darkness, I think around 2004. I remember this video coming out very distinctly because this video came out right around the time that iTunes started uh, not selling but showing music videos. Um, I don't know if you remember that in the beginning, you could you didn't buy music, music videos of iTunes. You just watched them, mm-hmm. um, and they didn't even have them categorized at all. There was a big list. I remember, I was a freshman in college, and you and you just like sit down and just watch these music videos on iTunes and list. It's like <clears> and- here is. Here's these, here (laughs) "Here you go, kids, enjoy. And this was like always like near the top and it is, you know, this, and the song obviously is, is kind of a, a a bit of a, a self parody and the video is too. It's, it's absolutely amazing. And one of the, the images that I think people always remember is the lead singer. I can't remember his name, but getting out of. Uh, a space pool and having it like this big furry purple monster dry him off. And when I think about space, that's, that's what I think about. Big furry giant monster. Yeah. Drying me off. Drying you
1: off. Yeah. Being constantly soaking, dripping wet. Uh, Weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But at the end, there's a big, there's like a big space octopus. It harkens back very much to the, you know, like the, uh, space TV shows of the sixties and seventies, you know, lower yeah. budget ones like Lost in Space, not Lost in Space, but you know, Star Trek and all that. Um, I like, I definitely like it a lot when um,
1: the funny ones. I mean, there's definitely some great examples of some that are a little bit more serious, and um, but the ones that are a little bit campier and that don't take space so so seriously, I definitely tend to favor those because it's so like the Katy Perry one, just so difficult to to pull a serious outer space video off. I mean, I think that Roboshobo is great at it, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, I definitely tend to favor the, 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 funny ones as usual.
0: Well, I think, yeah. And that's a great point because the space theme music videos, and I think uh, hollow by Alison Shane's is a really fantastic version of this. Cause this is a f- really, really well done music video and it is extremely serious. It is. I get, you could, Probably put it in the category of drama, probably. Um, and like I said, I, 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 it reminds me a, a little bit of the, some of the themes of um, like um, Moon or Sunshine of. Isolate. Is Moon the movie
1: with um, who's in Moon? Well,
0: let's look at our, let's look at IMDb. <laughs> Copiers. Yeah, who are these guys? Yeah, Sam Rockwell. Right. Okay. Yeah, Duncan jo- really- Duncan Jones directed it. It's a really good movie. Um, it's a fantastic movie, and it, it it you know deals with those the, the uh, um, themes of isolation in space. But this is, I mean, this is a music video that takes on uh, you know a really dramatic subject matter in uh, the span of a music video, and is establishing it does uh, you know really complex things like establishing. Characters establishing, um, you, you know, environments and and some you know narrative form w- all within the span of a few minutes. And this is you know one that is is serious, but is really entertaining and really comes off right. So I think RoboShobo knows knows when he, he's adding a space element to a music video that uh, he does knows, knows what he's doing.
1: It's it's something I think to do. <laughs> just starting off, you you know you have to have a, a name for yourself, kind of like Robo Show. But like, it just to start from an outer space setting, it just just like seems kind of off the wall. It's like, all right, we're gonna start in outer <laughs> space for this music video. You're gonna have a helmet, and it's like it just it just seems like it's such like a like a baddie um, place to start. So it definitely takes the right kind of execution to to get it right in the in the funny version or the not funny version, but. um yeah, I think that was a gr- I it was a great conversation we just had about oh space. Oh my
0: god, I, I'm oh, so good. She so was, it was, it was the ending moon.
1: now. Yeah, we are this is us wrapping up, wrapping up, and now
0: transitioning wrapping here. it up, and then now. Here just we go, because you just, heard, you just heard us talk about Hollow by Alice in Chains, and now we are going to talk to the director of Hollow by Alice in Chains, as well as m- many others. Now, for to, before you listen to this interview, I recommend that you you watch I Feel It in My Bones by The Killers, Straight Heart by Green Day, definitely Curl of the Burl by Mastodon. Watch that and also show your friends um, And uh, probably Na Na by My Chemical Romance uh, You can find RoboShobo's page Which has his, all the videos that he's directed as director of videography In the show notes for this podcast episode um, And uh, that's all you gotta know So here we go, this is our interview with uh, Robert Schober Also known as RoboShobo
2: Robert Schober, uh, I've directed a lot of videos, also under the name Robo Showbo. Um and uh, yeah, I, I do music videos, um, I also work like as an effects artist.
0: And I was wondering about, you mentioned that you, you do direct under the name Robo Showbo, and I was wondering where that alias came from and why you decided to use an alias for directing sometimes.
2: Uh, I... I don't know. Um, I it kind of it, it, it was a nickname that just kind of stuck. Like I, I uh, you know, I, I I did pretty well in school, but my my attendance got pretty pretty bad at one point, and I had to take some classes over the summer. And this girl kept referring to me as Roboshobo, sort of taking my first and last name and sort of condensing them phonetically. And uh, I just I kind of liked it, so. Um, it just became like a nickname that stuck for a long time.
0: And when you started, you, you know, directing music videos, have you seen like a, is anybody confused by that? Cause you're the first director we've actually interviewed that uses, um, an, an, an alias for, for a single person. Um, is that ever like causing any problems or you see more name recognition with that?
2: People have such a hard time spelling my last name. Like there's a, a C in it that's silent. So, um, I, I thought RoboShobo, like, it's very phonetic, and, you know, it it's spelled like it sounds, mm-hmm. um, which is one reason I did it. Uh, the other reason, I think, I, I sort of, uh, I, I think my reasoning behind it at one point was just, like, there were all these, like, collectives out there doing uh, videos under these names, and that's, uh, you know, because I was doing, like, some motion graphics and animation and some of my work that maybe I could, like, pass myself off as a collective, and maybe that would be better branding for myself (laughs) so uh i don't yeah it was just kind of a stupid idea that then just sort of lingered uh for no purpose now
0: so they would hire robo showbo then one person would show up and they'd they'd get mad and say we thought you were two people
2: yeah exactly
0: (laughs) um and you know one of the you know in in watching your videos and kind of looking at all of them at once we wanted to talk to you about and see what your thoughts are on space and the science fiction slash space genre in, in general, because we notice a lot of your videos deal with that in, in, or, or some of them deal with that in some way. Are you, are you a fan of that genre, that kind of science fiction slash space genre? Uh, yeah.
2: I mean, I definitely like science fiction. Um, I, I don't think I've Meant to make so many of them, I think it's just become one of those things where uh, you know the budgets are, are fairly challenging in videos. Like you, uh, you know, you you approach a video a certain way, and by the time you're done with it, you know how to do it better. And, and so I, I just kind of was like, you know, a couple of these, you know, I've wanted to like reapproach it, you know, slightly different way, or see if I could do it better. Um, and and I, I think I think that's probably why I've wound up doing so many, uh you know, like maybe use less screen screen this time and try to do more of it practical or you know uh, things like that so
1: and And you mentioned that um budgets can be a challenge, and I'm curious uh, is it does that kind of continue to be a challenge for you despite kind of working with the level of artists that you were, you're working with now is is our budget still kind of a challenge to work with? are there still kind of stuff that you do that's considered a passion project?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like most of it still is, um, you know, like the, 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 yeah, the, the projects get bigger, but I think, I think the budgets, uh, you know, continue to be, uh, somewhat challenging for sure. Um,
0: like even when, when you're working with like an artist like Allison Chains or, or Green Day, that, that budget is still kind of challenging you to figure out what to do with that amount of money.
2: I mean, um, <laughs> yes. Uh, but, but let me just say it, the budgets are always challenging because I, I think it's just inherently like, I, I think most directors have the impulse to go, I have this much to work with. I'm going to try to make it look like this much more, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think there's always just sort of like an impulse to, uh, to, to try to, you know, really, uh, you know, not optimize what you're going for, but just completely like maximize like, uh, you know, your return on investment. So, um,
0: and how do you do that when you're working with like, you know, like I guess we'll take the example of Apollo from Alice in Chains, um, which has, you know, it kind of reminds me of the, you know, moon, the recent, uh, kind of, science fiction uh film but it, it it seems to be like when you're working with a small budget like space or like that kind of um aesthetic is something that is you know so high budget that it would be difficult to to pull off with something lower budget uh, how, how do you kind of um, bring those bring those two together like a, like a, a budget that is a, a, a challenge and something that has to look convincing for a video like that
2: sure uh you know uh definitely working with uh, like a very resourceful or creative production designer uh i think is one one thing that helps with that um uh Jason Cusvardi, uh did art on that and, and that guy's amazing he can make things out of just the most random things um so so I think that that's one of them um you know we're lucky enough that you know there's there's a couple of, you know, pre-built space station sets uh... around uh... the los angeles area so so that that definitely helps mm-hmm. um, but yeah and then um you know a- again like i do my own effects uh... so you know i was able to do a little bit of green screen here and there and, uh... sort of you know do, do some some graphics and enhancements to the piece uh, Which I I think gives a lot of production value back to it as well.
1: And and I've heard uh, you know other directors who who also do their own kind of VFX work, and they they kind of describe it as a gift and a curse. Like it's good that they're able to do it, and they can keep you know manage budgets by taking on the work, but at the same time they end up taking on so many additional tasks, um, by doing the VFX as well. Do you, do you run into that as well? Kind of, it just becomes a a huge project kind of from start to finish for you because you're kind of relying on yourself to do those VFX?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, um, I mean, you know, honestly, like, like the first videos that that I started out doing, um, you know, were mostly green screen and I was trying to do like all of my own effects and, uh, trying, trying to do them on very small budgets. And, um, you know, I, I, I would get kind of frustrated, you know, like you definitely see your own limitations, like yourself is like, you know, one person, you know, trying to deliver something like that, like in two or three weeks or, you know, three or four weeks, whatever, um, you know. And, and it's definitely nice when you can step away and, uh, uh, you know, ha- have a team of people. Uh, working on it instead. Um so like, you know, the, the past the past year or two, like I've tried to do um you know, more and more of the work that I do in camera, like more of the special effects in camera too. Like I'm I'm a really big fan of of doing uh practical effects where I can. Um I did like a video for Mark Stormer of the Killers where, you know, we we had like a this guy sort of like re-inhabit like his clothing and uh you know sort of built like an inflatable suit um or like with green day this year you know we were talking about uh you know if we were just going to throw tracking points on this guy's head and put like a cg heart uh on his body or if we were going to uh try to tackle it practically and that was really exciting to actually build like an animatronic heart um uh creature effects uh did that for me and and those guys are just amazing um you know so uh
0: i was wondering how why that effect works so well that actually is an actual heart that you guys built that you put on somebody's head
2: yeah yeah that's uh that that is a a real heart um it was was such a cool experience too because um like you know i I kind of you know I, i photoshopped together kind of like you know i think the head's Going to be about this big. I kind of wanted it to, you know, look roughly like this. And uh, the first meeting that I went in uh, uh, to to see it, um, that he he had uh, he he'd already basically mocked it up in clay, like that morning, like like in a few hours, and uh, it, it, it looked really really good. Uh, but it was about a third of the size of what I wanted it to be. And so I was kind of like sheepish and, and reluctant to sort of say, you know, this is amazing, but thought it would be a little <laughs> bit bigger. And he just, he grabs like a wire off the table. And uh, this guy, Don Landon, he's amazing. He, uh, you know, he's like sculpted predator. He did like the, uh, like those, those sort of gelatinous corpses from uh, the X-Files movie. Like he's just this, this like legendary guy in the industry. And uh, uh, my friend Julie Hapney who's this amazing uh, makeup effects artist, like, you know, help help me pull that together because she she's over at Creature. Um, but yeah, he 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 grabs like a wire and just slices the top of the head off, and he's like he's like, okay, just go wander around the shop and, you know, come back in like ten minutes and I'll I'll have it rebuilt just like you saw it. <laughs> and and I came back and he did, and it was it was awesome. And uh, yeah, so th- so it's it was made out of uh, like a sort of a translucent silicone and then like this this incredible and i'm sorry for forgetting his name right now but like he's you know he's you know any anytime you see like an animatronic like reptile or fish or anything on the uh, in, in a film like this is probably the guy that they went to to like have it finished um, like he just the paint job on it is amazing and then they you know put like ky jelly on it to make it like really slimy uh, and they put they they put servos inside of it uh, so so, Julie had, like, uh, uh, I thought it was really cool because, like, when I was a kid, like, my grandpa uh, would fly, like, uh, model airplanes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they basically, that's, they just have, like, you know, like a model airplane, like a remote control rig uh, that they use to, uh, to puppet it. So it was actually pumping while it was on the guy's head. So, you know, like, when you know, the guy pops into the apartments and the guy, like, hears him for the first time. We were able to, like, make his heart beat really fast to, like, kind of show him panicking and stuff like that. Oh, nice. nice. Was it, uh... Was the actor able to breathe in it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, and, uh... I, I, I was a little nervous, but... It. It's actually got eye holes in it, too, which, you know, <laughs> I, I was worried I was gonna, like, have to, like, track and paint them out uh, for the video, but they they were kind of like hidden in the crevices of like, there's, there's like a crease on the front of it. Uh, and, and they just, they don't even show up on camera. It was great. So he was able to see, you know, we had a couple PAs, like always like, you know, four or five feet away from him and kind of, you know, having them like follow their voice, but, uh, uh it, it turned out fine. He never tripped or fell. There, there, there were no injuries, uh, accumulated on that.
0: That's always good when you have a zero injury count on a set. You don't want anybody um, tripping and falling and uh, and ruining the heart uh, headpiece as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was wondering for you know for a video like that for Green Day, you know that came from the second album of their of their series, the Uno Dos Tre, um series from two thousand twelve and you know with three albums there was you know a large amount of music videos that they're making in that time i was wondering what what amount of involvement when you have an artist that is you know releasing a, a large amount of material like that what amount of involvement do they have in the video or did they did you have any kind of contact at all with green day and what they wanted or were you given sort of free reign
2: uh, i was given pretty free reign um actually uh, uh Devin sarno uh who is just one of my favorite people in the world, favorite commissioners for sure. Um he uh he reached out to me and you know asked me if I wanted to write on this and, and I threw my idea in and uh they, they were into it. Uh but no, we, we didn't have uh we, we weren't in contact uh on that. You know, I, I got notes back. Uh but, but they were they were uh in London at the time. So it was actually you know, I, I, I was working on the video, you know, and then uploading it and then they were taking a look at it and then I was getting feedback like the next morning. So actually worked out kind of nice, like timing wise to do it that way.
1: It's uh, it's interesting that you mentioned, mentioned Devin Sorno over at um, Warner brothers because we, and that's actually a, a note on our, our notes here because he's, we notice he's, he's commissioned uh, frequently um, on, on many of your videos uh and you mentioned you have a really good relationship with him. Is that is that unusual to have a good relationship with a commissioner like that, or are there others that you kind of have a, a tight relationship with as well?
2: Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Um, I, I have a really good relationship with uh, uh, Tom Osborne as well. Uh, he's over at Epitaph and, and commissions for Anti. Um, you know, I, I worked uh, for him uh, over at Warner Brothers as well. Um, no, I, I think you just start to. Uh, you know, uh, develop develop a rapport uh, with you know. If, if you have a good experience with the label, you're you're going to continue uh, to to work with them.
1: And okay, so that that's kind of been the is that kind of how it works out. Do they reach out to you directly to, to, for that stuff now? Come kind of coming directly from the commissioner. Does it still kind of go through a production company for
2: that? Uh, I mean, you, it, it just depends. I mean, I was. I, I was with a production company for a long time uh and then uh, i i i was at doomsday for a while and then i like i was i was working for like a sort sort of a small uh boutique agency that i sort of uh took some time off to uh to try to you know uh work with to to get off the ground and, and during that time I kind of just um you know i, I didn't completely stop doing music videos. I think I did like maybe one or two that year, um, but was was more focused on working on like experiential stuff and, and doing like lifestyle videos or, or commercials.
0: So switching gears to another music video that we, you know, you mentioned more in-camera effects. This is one of our absolute favorite videos for um, in-camera effects, and that is Curl of the Burl. By Mastodon from 2011, and, and we love this video a lot. For and if you've seen it, anybody who's listening, you know why. Um, and I was just wondering, um, you know, it's such a, a, you know, an amazing concept and old well, execution to follow, but the the concept is so interesting. I was wondering where where did that come from, and what sort? Of, I know you know you have directed videos for. Um, Mastodon before. I was wondering, is that a video or a concept that comes out of having you know a really kind of comfortable relationship with with an artist like Mastodon?
2: Yeah, but it also. I mean, first of all, let me just say like I feel so lucky to uh, to to have that with those guys that that I've been able to. Um, you know, it's 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 always nice to become like a repeat director with an artist, um, and 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 those guys are just. I mean. They're they're the nicest people, but like they're so, you know, they're they're twisted and they're creative, and that, uh, you know, a, a lot of that uh, came from Bran. Uh, same with same with like divinations. Uh, you know, he he was like uh, he's like we want uh, we want to find a caveman, uh, and we want it to kill us and eat us at the end of the day. <laughs> and I'm like fuck, it's great. Yes, um, let's do that. Um, and that's you know kind of kind of the genesis of curl the burl was um just trying to actually what happened um like Brand was talking about uh he he was watching some show uh that was about a guy who um like first of all i I didn't really know uh like what a burl exactly referred to, but I guess <laughs> it's, it's it's uh you know it's 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 like a, a weird growth that occurs like in a tree like it's a knot uh that that forms. I guess maybe it's it's almost like scar tissue that sort of becomes this big twisted malignant thing inside of a tree. Um and uh I, I guess woodworkers like pay a premium for them because they can do cool shit with them. Um so it, it, he was watching it was like a, a documentary or something uh that was about a guy who was like a meth addict uh who would just go out into the woods and, you know, just you know, cut burls out of trees with a chainsaw and then go to town and sell them, have his money to buy, you know, some food and, and meth. And then, you know, we'd get fucked up for a month at a time. And then when he ran out of money, he'd go back out in the woods and pull <laughs> pearls out of trees. And so like, he, he had this like incredible image of like, like he was like, he's like, I want this guy to turn into Paul Bunyan. And, uh, I, I want to see him like snorting sawdust. Um, and he kills the son. I'm like, okay, great. Awesome. <laughs> so, you know, like, you know, spun, 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 uh, like, you know, uh, like really cohesive Uh, narrative out, out of out of those elements. Um. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and it's it was, not, yeah, it it's
0: fun. not, it, and it is, it's not just any Paul Bunyan. It's like the iconic kind of Paul Bunyan, the statue Paul Bunyan. That's what I, I enjoy about that. Uh, exactly, depiction. exactly
2: yeah i actually um it, i i think that turned out great i actually was uh i i had tried to push to do it like he was more of like a, a like a almost like a, a troll like mutant like i, I did these <laughs> like photoshopped sort of like pieces where like he had like you know like like this sort of like massive nose and like oversized ears like it was i, I don't know i was kind of inspired by like uh uh, like Paul McCarthy, like he kind of does these like super super grotesque kind of like prosthetics mm-hmm. uh, for for like some of his video pieces and and stuff. And uh, I was trying trying to go a little crazy with it, uh, but but we wound up going with with the more uh, classic Paul Bunyan.
1: Um, and obviously, with the with the two videos that Adam and I have, have brought up so far, "Curl the Burl" and "Stray Heart," they're they're definitely. Uh, we definitely have a taste and for the for the humorous style videos. I'm just curious: is there a different approach that you take towards a, a humorous video than you would a video that's that doesn't isn't like funny like that? Uh,
2: I don't know. No, I guess not. Um, I I mean, I, I guess I spend more time just sort of like uh, you know going too far in one direction or another you know, trying trying to brainstorm, uh, you know, humorous or interesting scenarios, um, you, you know, you definitely spend a lot more time coming up with ideas that never make it into the video when you're doing one like that, um, you know, for, versus like the more serious pieces, because those seem to just sort of, you know, those those evolve a bit more organically, and they kind of know where they're going, so...
0: I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, or ask a question about, we're always interested in stuff we've never seen before, and we came across this for the My Chemical Romance Na 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 video. Um, and I was wondering if you're aware of it. It's, a, it's from MTV, and it is a um, quote-unquote pop culture cheat sheet. Um, yes, I, I saw that. And, well, I, I guess that... Uh, um, uh, leads to your answer a little bit of of were you involved in this at or sorry were you involved in this at all it's a, it's a really interesting piece for a music wait video.
2: like like involved in the article
0: Yeah in the article yeah
2: No no i i was shocked when i saw it i was like shit like i i was, <laughs> I was really impressed by like you know how many how many little jokes and, and easter eggs were kind of crammed in there that's uh, that they picked up on i think i even caught like the Cause like one of the ideas was like you know I always like like in Terminator 2 where he like you know hacks the ATM or whatever and we like did that with with like the vending the gun vending machine mm-hmm. uh, in the piece and I I think they even like caught that reference. So, so they caught,
1: they they caught them all every reference. There were were there they any? Sure. Really?
2: They they found like the there was like the what there was the uh, and this wasn't one that I was involved and in. this was like uh, the uh, the graphic designer uh, that that my Chemical Romance works with the. Uh, there, there was like a, a closed sign that was on the the gas station that says like wake up time to dine, but it looks like you know like a yes we're open uh, sign. It was really cool. It was like a you know red red and uh and, and Blade Runner.
0: Oh, they do have that here. I can see that here. Nice, and they do have the Terminator two hacking the ATM. Yeah, it, it seemed very comprehensive.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I was uh, I. They they did their homework. And. Uh, You know, for
0: you know, a video like you know, going back to the hollow Alice and chains. Um, I I mean, do you have that in the back of your mind when you're when you're working on videos? You know, most of the time, or even even some of the time, or are you or or, are I guess are you in a a different frame of mind, or maybe the you know references that you're looking at are coming up later, or when you have references in there, you know, for other videos, um. How early in the production process does does that start?
2: Um, what, what do you mean are, are you are you talking about like the the self awareness of of referencing other material or yeah
0: like I'm I'm th- I'm thinking of like um you know when I was watching the Oblivion video for for instance it kind of reminded me like a little bit of. Or, you know I could see um, references to you know 2001 or like Total recall or mm-hmm. um, some other videos like that when, when I mean when you're writing a treatment for a video like that are you referencing other um, you know other other films or are are you just describing what's happening
2: i I usually don't uh, I, I usually just try to try to try to reel them in with a story mm-hmm and uh, and then uh, I, I usually I try to like Photoshop together like like a style frame or two like I, I try to like Photoshop like a scene uh, from the video uh, I, I remember like I I basically like took some used or like 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 some used footage from uh, from like divinations and like you know photoshopped them like into spacesuits and <laughs> photoshops like these these like really cool kind of like space station backgrounds together and and, like, was really trying to, you know, sell them on on the concept. So, um, actually, you just reminded me, like, the Oblivion video actually uh, uh, kind of evolved uh, conceptually. Uh, originally, what I had pitched to them was that there was, like, this uh, sort of, like, a space uh, siren. There, there was, like, this woman like in a red dress, like, floating outside of the space station, like, luring them out, and they would, like take off their helmets and like try to kiss her and that's when they would you know realize that you know they were boiling in the vacuum of space and asphyxiating um but but i I think i think the reason we didn't do it was just because they were like you know uh, we have (laughs) wives and we we have wives and girlfriends and you know they might not be cool with us like you know kissing a chicken out of space so see i'm uh,
0: thinking like you know uh modern films and you're going all the way back to you know you know, ancient Greek literature and things like that. That's a whole different level of, of reference.
2: Well, I think, you know, I, I think though, that I might have been inspired by, uh, I, I'm not even sure like if it's from outer limits or the twilight zone or what, but, uh, because I've never seen the episode. It just, the idea came from, uh, do you guys know this man, or Astroman? Man? Do not know. Okay, they were, they were like, a, like a surf rock band from, from, like, Alabama, and they kind of, uh, sort, sort, of sort of had their peak, like, like, in the late 90s. But, like, amazing band. I'm really obsessed with any band that, like, puts on costumes and, like, creates, like, some sort of, like, elaborate backstory for themselves. And they, they were kind of, like, this, like, you know, classic sci-fi or whatever. But anyways, they, they had – it was all surf rock. and uh, But they'd have lots of, like, audio samples in it. And uh, one of them was this guy kind of, like, wanting to leave his spaceship because he could hear this voice outside of the ship. So uh, that's that's kind of where the visual came from, was, like, this, like, random, like, audio sample that I'd heard in the song. So, um, yeah, so it didn't, didn't go quite as far back as, as uh, <laughs> classic mythology. It was actually more of a, you know, a television show repurposing you know a mythological concept and then it being you know sampled into a song that i later sort of conceptually appropriated so i yeah i would like no, to see, it i'd like to see mtv do a,
0: a cheat sheet for that and right then put, yeah, and then be like yeah. there's a sample from this song um that we're right. pretty sure that's where it's coming from um, right No, so
2: it's, inspiration's inspiration is like 10 steps removed like it's just a complete simulacrum of itself
0: I uh, wanted to ask you about. Um, we're big fans here of the killers' annual Christmas song slash music video, and you have been. Am I right? You've been involved in two of these for, on the music video side.
2: Yes, yes. I've, I've. I'm, I'm flattered that they asked me to do another one this year. So. And these are that, really entertaining.
0: They're awesome. Um, the la- last one was I feel it in my bones, and the, the, all the proceeds from the single goes to charity. So I was just really interested from. Your perspective working on these—it seems like on both the song level and the music video level. I mean, all the all four of the members of the Killers are in it. They seem to just be having a lot of fun. It's sort of toward the end of the year. It's 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 a Christmas time single. Um, is it different shooting a music video like that uh, um, than it would be? You know, shooting a you know a single for. Uh, you know, a band off of one of the regular albums do you think?
2: Uh, I don't know I, I mean they're definitely you know those Christmas videos are you know they're, they're incredibly small budgets hmm. uh, which and they should be because you know the, the, it's, it's for charity they, they're trying to make as much money as possible uh, you know for, for products red and uh, so, you know, we we actually we have a lot of great people uh, who who help out on those. You know, we, we've had you know great production companies that donated their time. You know, I've worked with some really cool DPs on those. Uh, Sean Connody and and Sing Yam uh, shot shot those two videos, and uh, you know, uh, Panavision helped us out uh, this past year. I just want to thank them again. They're awesome, and. Uh, this this post house, uh, Dirty Robber, uh, and Coyote Post that I work with um, have have helped out both years, um, and uh, yeah, uh, the crew donates their time. Uh, we go out to Vegas, um, and uh, you know it, it's it's amazing. Like you know the uh, uh, Jordan who who's uh, the assistant to to their manager uh, basically just made phone calls. Uh, and got us those places. Nice. Uh, most most of them donated. Like this year, and like you know, Harley Davidson in Las Vegas uh, gave us a motorcycle. Uh, we had to give it back, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> they 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 people are so incredibly generous. Like I, I think uh, there's there's a bar called Dinos. It's kind of a classic establishment in Vegas. Like you know, let us go into their place and, and shoot. Uh, you know, somebody gave us their house to shoot in the El Dorado Mining Canyon. Uh, let us, uh, you know, use their amazing, you know, gas station and just all all of that beautiful, uh, you know, the just the desert around there. That, that was all their property that we shot on.
0: That's that's great that everybody donated their time. Is I mean that's obviously not typical for another video. That's just just because it was a a charity for Product Red.
2: Oh, exactly. No, I mean and that's that's the thing. It's like I you know and, and again I, I i try to get as much uh production value as possible uh, uh out of these things and so you know this we we're definitely definitely you know just getting amazing amazing deals and and amazing things uh, uh from from people just sort of out of uh you know out of out of their 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 kindness and and generosity and and uh you know, enthusiasm for for what the project was and and what its intentions were. And
0: I hope you guys got a good deal on the smoke machine as well. We're big fans of the smoke machine in that video.
2: Ah, that's, uh, that, the, uh, the guys were actually in London at the time. So I had to sort of uh, uh, get somebody to uh, sort of, you know, lay in a bed and then kind of like, (laughs) <laughs> sort, of, sort, of, sort of mock up like a, a lighting scheme and get them to sort of like act out like what we wanted them to do like shot on an iPhone and then send it to them and uh, 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 Geor Testi is the the name of the the guy who shot the second unit uh, for us uh, the, the performance part of the uh, Feel My Bones video so we just kind of put together like lighting references and shot something on an iPhone and sent it over to him and then uh, you know they they went and grabbed the stuff and pulled it together. So,
0: you seem to run into a lot of instances where the artist is in London. I Green, do. Green Day and the Killers. It oh, seems I to know. be a, a repeating pattern.
2: Yeah, that, that's true. So,
0: sorry, that don't. was a completely useless observation. But. <laughs> At telling when artists are like there for the rest of the music video. Like for instance, I when I watched I Feel It in My Bones. When I saw I Feel It in My Bones originally, it just doesn't connect with me that all the guys from the Killers are like in a like not in any of the other scenes. I just imagined like when they're shooting everything, like Brandon Flowers is like right off camera going like, Yeah, this is great, I approve. Um <laughs> always yeah i just have a very warped sense i think of what goes into a music video which is why that we do these interviews to, to bring ourselves down to earth a little bit to figure out Ooh. how it really happens
1: bring us down to earth mm. <laughs> man you were saving that
0: i actually was i didn't i didn't weren't? realize that was a that was that until you until you went man mm. like oh, that. until
1: i until i reacted <laughs> man uh, well i'm surprised you weren't saving that but i know you, there's something that you are saving is that my our pick? Yeah, po po It's still a pick to the week, even though, uh, even though, and you know what we've we, people have voiced disappointment that we've gone to every other every other week for this, and in this case, every uh, three weeks. <laughs> but but uh, people have people say they miss they miss hearing us us silky smooth gentlemen. Oh, Who said that? About, I won't I won't make them publicly say that they like us, but they have.
0: Okay heard, they've, well, they've said
1: they've, they've said to me that stuff that I well, just said to
0: you. Should I go first or? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Okay, um, so for my pick of the week, this may be an easy one, but I gotta go with it, and that is YOLO um, by Lonely Island featuring Adam Levine and Kendrick Lamar. Now, as you may know, uh, the Lonely Island, which are Andy Sandberg uh, Kiva Schaefer, and Norma Tacone. have been gone from Saturday Night Live. Uh... uh Norma and uh, Akiva have been gone for a few years now. Andy Samberg, this is his first season away. And so for the Adam Levine hosted episode last week, last Saturday night, they came back and did uh, uh, what they're famous for which are these, you know, digital shorts, music videos, I think the most famous ones are, are you know, the music videos, like I Just Had Sex, and um, Lazy Sunday, and the ones like that. So, um, now it turns out they are actually coming out with a new album, which I am excited about, um, and so they premiered this one. Uh, the musical guest was Kendrick Lamar, and Kendrick Lamar appears in the song in the music video. Um, so, the reason I'm picking it is because of Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I think that the the song in general, the music in general, is fine. It's a little lackluster, but um, I, I, I've never. It's always really interesting to me when like somebody comes and just like steals a show of a music video. I think we're used to seeing it like in like movies and I don't know stage productions maybe, but for a music video where somebody's just like comes in and is like, ah, I'm gonna save the whole thing. I think it's, uh, uh, it's fun and interesting. Kendrick Lamar definitely does this. He plays like accountant, the whole concept of the video is, um, you know, they're talking about things that are safe to do because you only live once instead of doing reckless things because YOLO, you only live once, like the statement popularly um, uh, alludes to. Um, so he's talking about, you know, doing things like uh, getting a mortgage instead of renting, um, just all these sort of like common sense accounting things, but, uh, as Kendall Lamar does, he's a really fantastic, um, artist, so he really brings a lot to, to the track and the music video, um, but uh, one thing I found really funny, which I'll put in the show notes, is Forbes.com actually did a rundown of all of Kendall Lamar's, uh, um, uh, recommendations that he made, financial recommendations, and kind of objectively evaluated them. And they found that there was a little bit of, um, you know, some you know, renting saying that renting is for suckers, which Kendrick Lamar does in, in the song and music video. Um, it apparently it's what got us into this housing crisis, so probably, you know, not the greatest thing to be on national TV re- ripping up a piece of paper that says rent, getting everybody's head all in a twist about don't rent, buy a house. Um, but anyway, they went through these and, uh, and uh, kind of came to some conclusions about how true uh, Kendrick Lamar's recommendations were. So anyway, um, my pick of this week is YOLO by Lonely Island featuring Adam Levine and Kendrick Lamar. And I'm still working on my Kendrick Lamar impression. Mm. It's getting better.
1: I'm. It's uh, not I'm, ready yet. I'm surprised that um, you... <laughs> we're just considering that people were actually going to be taking advice from Kendrick Lamar in this rap song, uh, in the rap, in, in a song that also includes, um, Andy Samberg saying, don't go into saunas because they're full of piranhas. (laughs) Um, you know, I think that there's, I think that Kendrick's safe of any people suing him saying that he gave them bad financial advice, um, or certainly a double dip recession. I think we're clear of that stuff, but, um, Great point, Forbes, either way. Um, Wait, it's way really, to go
0: Forbes stealing, you know, going for it. <laughs>
1: yeah, still, way to take jokes too seriously, Forbes. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's interesting that you picked a Lonely Island uh, music video because I, too, was planning on picking a Lonely Island video. But my Lonely mm. Island video, mine, my pick, um, also ties in with our space theme. How about that? Stuff.
0: Now, is this the one I think it is?
1: Well, if it's if you're thinking of the Lonely Island song about space, it is. This is Space Olympics by Lonely Island, also an SNL digital short. Um, definitely one of the more uh, uh, what what's the, what word it maybe uh, alternative avant garde style comedy.
0: This is one of my, this is actually my favorite Lonely Island of all time.
1: This is one of the, this is a, a, what an amazing song and an amazing video. It just is like a little bit, I guess SNL gets into this area a little bit of like this kind of like weird, like, uh, like a, un, almost uncomfortable kind of like low rent humor a little bit. It definitely started popping up a lot more in these digital shorts. Um, but yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite, favorite Lonely Island um, music videos. Essentially it's, um, the Space Olympics. Andy Sandberg is not rapping at all. He's really just kind of singing, really letting it fly, um, about the rules and the, and the regulations and the goings, the comings and goings of the Space Olympics. And, um, there's one key moment in this music video that always gets me, and every time I watch this music video, I like forget that it's coming and then it, surpri- it surprises me and it gets me laughing every time. There's, um, there's a part where Casey Wilson uh, is like handing her pee over for, for a drug test. And um, obviously the song lyrics coincide with it. And then as she's handing her cup of pee over, it just it just like, he, Andy Samberg shouts, you're a winner. And it like comes up, comes up on the screen, like with her hand holding like the little cup of pee. And it's just like that type of humor that, that really gets me like, I guess it works for the S- SNL audience too, because it aired. But yeah, definitely one of my favorite, like I said, um, Lonely Island videos, Space Olympics. Doug, your
0: pick of the week. <clears throat> now you have to remember two important things about this music video. Number one, it came out—you know—the the Summer Olympics in Beijing were right before the start of the season. The the the, the premiere. This was the, from the premiere episode of that season, right after the Olympics. So people have been had been drilled for months, not just about the Olympics, but about sort of like the. There's always this kind of like infrastructure porn that comes through the Olympics, like how. Much does it take to like do the Olympic Village? How you know, you know all the costs involved in building all these structures and things like how that. How many
1: how many condoms they have there?
0: Exactly, yeah. People get like really into this kind of stuff every four years, and they completely forget it. And then the, Michael Phelps was the host for this show. Um, but so the the thing that I think was really genius about this it was that it it started off with this completely lofty language that is often tied to the Olympics, like. Um, uh, you know you're competing in space for the Olympics, and then it just sort of like one by like little by little gets mired down in these like ridiculous details <laughs> about it, like, like how you get no like, one can like, be there, <laughs> but like all the um, all, like you're gonna get a junior suite and you can't like you can't use the minibar, just like all <laughs> these like stupid things about it, and then and then it starts to get in what you're talking about the, the kind of like the more of like the avant-garde thing where all of a sudden they're talking about. It. How it's probably not a good idea to hold a sporting event in space because there's no light or sound, and they talk about all these things that are canceled. It's just—it's by far my favorite Lonely Island song. Um, everything, everything <laughs> is canceled. They have the whole song about a canceled <laughs> event. It's so funny.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's great, and it's and it's and it's full of of the cast members too. Just I, the one thing I love about. And will forever love about lonely island music videos on snl is they'll always get like like key snl cast members to just like stand there as a guy who like just puts a label on his shirt really quick and that's it like, like getting these people who like in two years are like starring in movies but for this for this particular purpose he's just like a guy standing there who gets like pee dumped on him or something weird like that just so funny um but, uh, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't go with that one. But YOLO, also a great pick, although non-space-related.
0: Mm, sorry about that. So, I think that's it. There's our episode, our our once-every-two-week episode. Now, at the end of the episode, I'd like to give a shout-out to a new feature on the site. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is a really cool one. And we just uh, released it as a beta because we're still kind of working out some of the secret sauce stuff here. So, I just let, let you know that uh, you may see some crazy stuff going on but basically on every single video now at the bottom you will see uh, a chart and this chart tracks some interesting data it tracks how many times people have shared this video on social media because I think obviously in this the I'm gonna I sound like a local newspaper columnist now uh, in this digital age you know that's a good metric of popularity. We're trying to get some other data in there, like YouTube watches and things like that, mashing together APIs and all sorts of fancy stuff. But uh, you can you can see you know like Google Plus, uh, Google One you know uh, shares, Twitter tweets, and it breaks it down on Facebook like comments, likes, shares, all things like that. And you can see it trend over time. Um, We started tracking at the beginning of 2013, so you can kind of see trend lines going up. And we track as soon as a video is added to our database. So if there's ever, you know, if you're looking for a reason, if you're like, oh, why should a certain music video be in the database? And this is the first of a bunch of features we're, we're releasing that are answering that question is because we are taking this giant pool of data that we're building. And we're doing some interesting things with it. So uh, now this is just a very, this is like a very basic thing, right? This is just like a chart that you could look at. Um, that's because you know a lot of the the legwork has gone into you know how do we aggregate this data and you know where do we store it and things like that. So we figured that out and now we're kind of moving along with that. So it's really easy to look at. Just open up literally any video of the site, scroll down, and you'll see it right there. And you will enjoy it I mean we should do thank yous at the end. Thank you to Robo show over appearing on the on, on our podcast. It was awesome so and until thank you then, to,
1: thank you to outer space for providing it always much much
0: topic for music videos so uh we'll see you guys next time.